1: Okay, the UN was started by the Rockefellers. And in 1907, 19- of course, the Rockefellers also started the Trilateral Commission. And when you go back to 1971, when we went off the gold standard, that was with the Rockefellers' blessing that Nixon did that. And and I think it was David Rockefellers on record saying, Yeah, fiat currencies will eventually go to zero. You want to own the natural resources. So here we are 50 years later. <laughs> and guess what the Rockefellers want to do with BIS. Uh, and, and the CBDC, they want to control all the resources. So the banks are at the top of this. The, the BIS is above the United Nations. They're at the top. And, and the BIS, we're going to get into them and why they're at the top. It's because they have sovereign immunity. And we'll get into that de- detail later on in another show. Uh, but those guys are at the top, driving all of this down through the UN and the IPCC and, and all these other groups. So we have to know it's at it's the money is behind all this.
0: Yeah, and I think Henry Kissinger wrote about taking all the resources too. I think he yeah. in some of the paper I mean he's got Uh, was it 1973 the paper he wrote that talked about uh overpopulation again Mm -hmm. and that's an interesting one as well because they have to guilt you into the fact that we're overpopulated you know people have heard bill gates and others talk about this but at the same time go back to the technocracy incorporated documents i mean they admit that the technology, the industrial boom, ended up creating a scenario that ended up creating overpopulation. Of course, a lot of the people that were involved with the beginning stages of Technocracy Inc. were also eugenicists, and they basically <laughs> wanted to pick and choose the types of people that would be allowed to live. They wanted to basically breed a colony of scientists and engineers to run this big technocratic now, utopia. that's a
1: term that has been rebranded, because they can't use that term anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now they call it transhumanism.
1: <laughs> right. right. Or, or, or as Bill Gates said on that TED Talk, you know, if we're really, really good at vaccines in the next 15, 20 years, we can reduce the world's population by 10 to 15%.
0: Oh, I brought that back up. Yeah, If, if we do a really great job with new vaccines, healthcare and uh what is it reproductive health services we can lower the population by that's reproductive health services is abortion i mean just that's what it's called so that would have yeah, been I a mean, great time that you got the pie in the face not not walking out of the building <laughs> well it, well the interesting part about that clip because i played it for the audience even though everybody's heard it i pulled it up about 10 or 12 episodes ago and I played the three minutes leading up to it and the three minutes after it to show I was showing how the fact checkers lie and they basically yeah. say it was taken out of context and I'm like there's nothing no, taken no, out of context he straight <laughs> no, up says it then before he does that he shows his formula for innovating to zero carbon and when he, he goes okay there's people there's this there's this there's this and then he says uh, one of these has to get pretty close to zero and the whole audience goes ah, ha, ha, they laugh and start clapping and they weren't clapping for the other three it had to do with the people i mean it was pretty sick to watch that thing he's like one of these has to get to zero
1: in his mind in their minds in the audience i wonder if they were thinking well i just have to you know outlast the people next to me <laughs> so i'll be all right
0: <laughs> They probably all said, that's it. I, I wonder how many people in that room, 12 years after that speech happened, ended up getting the COVID jab. Or were they like, right. remember that speech that Bill was given? <laughs> he was saying something about the vaccines and 10 to 15%. Maybe we shouldn't line up for those. <laughs>
1: yeah, probably, probably shouldn't go get that in the uh, Walmart parking lot.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. In the, uh, at the uh, Salvation Army. By some $10 an hour guy. that They said, here, tell people it's safe and stick them with it. So, um, yeah, so I think with that documentary, honestly, I'd recommend people look that up on YouTube, The Great Global Warming Swindle. And I'm in the process of talking to Mike about this kind of stuff. I think those kind of things we can upload. Um. On the under the pain.tv slash gold banner, so some of these things I've been starting to download just to have them because the problem, as you okay. know, with a lot of this material is you'll be watching it, it three weeks later it's gone like it never existed yeah exactly you're like wait where did that documentary go and there's so many documentaries that were produced by technocracy incorporated that i find written about in certain documents and i can't find them uh it's just like years ago i found this old sort of underground documentary on saul linsky on a canadian film board website and i downloaded it i was like man i i need this and guess what you can't find it now it's not out there so and sometimes it's not necessarily that it was taken down for nefarious purpose sometimes these organizations fold or if it's by a company they get bought out by another company then they restructure the websites all the The data gets things yeah yeah exactly so i recommend people watch that and then um you're going to get into the uh, other ones here, I think, as well. Well, let's pull up a couple of charts that we pulled out that I took screenshots of at that documentary just so
1: people can see what, the, what we're talking about. Yeah. So this is one. Uh, this is one of the peer reviewed studies. I don't remember which scientist brought this one up. So this is the temperature change of the Earth and solar activity over the last 400 years. You know, I, look, I'm I'm a math and science type of guy anyways, but I don't think you have to be a science expert to realize there's
0: a pretty strong correlation there. Yeah, so let's just explain to the uh, audio only audience here. So up on the screen, we have this graph. And folks, for this kind of stuff, I, I mean, seriously, I say this all the time to you. Because uh, when I'm reviewing videos, I have to stop and explain. Like, there's a woman here smoking a cigarette, and then like, so if you guys join Pain TV slash Gold for a few bucks a month, you get access to the ad free video version of this podcast, as well as the Thomas Payne podcast, and as I always say, access to a Facebook like website and uh, mobile app for, um, you know, connecting with other like-minded folks that are sharing information. It's not an echo chamber. Trust me. There's people that fight on there. There are people that love Mike who hate me, and that's fine. I think that's a good thing. (laughs) So up on the screen, we have this uh, temp and solar activity, uh, 400 years. And Jim, could you just explain quick what it's uh, actually saying here?
1: So what it's saying is global temperatures rise and fall, and that's the left-hand uh y-axis and and so you it goes like minus 0.6 degrees up 0.4 degrees and i think that's the red line and it's going up and down up and down over the last 400 years and then they've got a bluish green line or i don't know which one's which cuz they don't label it uh but it goes up and down up and down also and it's the solar activity which is the other uh, y-axis and it's a really amount of uh solar flares and solar sp- sunspots and all that kind of stuff and the lines literally are on top of each other. There's no divergence. It does not look like a DNA strand where they cr- crisscross. They they are almost on top of each other, meaning they're uh, correlated. They're they're one one drives the other.
0: Exactly. All right. So now uh, let's look at this one. This is temp and solar activity um, over the last hundred years. Yeah. So shorter time frame, same correlation. Same yeah. correlation. You and li- interestingly. Got- Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say to the audience, I mean, you're looking at uh, what's the peak was 1940. And then they've got it dropping down to 75. I mean, literally, they're like laying on top of each other. I mean, off by what is it? What's the difference on any of the biggest spreads like point? So these dates are important.
1: Yeah, it's not much. It's like point one degrees. Uh, But these dates are really important on this chart because it shows that temperature peaked in 1940, The start of the industrial revolution boom right where we polluted the hell out of the earth supposedly and it 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 stopped in 1976 when we supposedly started uh reducing industrial boom activity and trying to you know recycle and all this other stuff that's when the temperature dropped not went up it's the opposite (laughs) of what they're telling you
0: oh wow All right, then we've got, uh, now we've got the chart, temp and cosmic rays over 500 million years. 500 million years. So this is related to that temp and solar activity chart.
1: Again, for the folks at home, the lines are on top of each other. The cosmic rays from the sun and the temperature of the earth are correlated. The lines are practically on top of each other. So one is driving the other.
0: Hey Jim, how do they measure back five hundred million years?
1: <laughs> I, I ice core samples.
0: Oh, is that what it's from? Yeah, yeah. I thought I that. thought I thought they weren't admitting to us that they had a time machine. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> well,
1: if they know, if we believe they know what they're doing, it's uh, it's ice core samples. That's what they said in the documentary. I'm like, that's beyond. Yeah. So my oh,
0: so wait, what we're looking at though is this just fluctuating? back and forth between a total of four degrees is that going from negative two to two yeah
1: right minus two uh, positive two. it's really a four degree swing on the earth's global temp and you know annual
0: temperature right yeah and i and just for folks i mean you remember uh what was it only in the last was it only in the last 10 years that they had to switch that the climate hustle guys had to switch from the branding was global warming and then they switched it to climate change was that that was like 10 years ago right When out 10, they got caught ago, with that yeah. hockey stick it was like yeah. a hockey stick graph right that turned out to be yeah, fake yeah.
1: yeah it's fake well yeah it's fake it's uh, the the model the computer model got uh, doctored on uh, on the inputs which means the outputs were crap <laughs> you know garbage in garbage out so they switched it to climate change because that's more palatable Plus, people remembered from the 80s, it wasn't global warming. In the 80s, it was, we're all going to freeze to death in the next 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. In the 90s, it was, we're all going to burn up for the next 10 years.
0: (laughs) Right, right. No, no, that's why I wanted to bring it up to the audience, because I'm 41. I remember when I was a kid. Uh, let's see. So that was in the 80s, early 90s. That was the beginning of like them talking about global warming all the time. The beginning of the propaganda. Right. I could remember it in schools. They were starting to introduce it. And then I don't know. Maybe I was in my 20s when that hockey stick graph came out. And then the and Al Gore was like the face of this back then. And then all of a sudden, they like overnight. Instead, it's just like every scandal we see today. Nobody got in trouble. Nobody went to prison. Nobody had their mansion burned down. Literally overnight, they just came back out. Al Gore went dark for about a week. And then he came back out. He was like, well, this is climate change. It's climate change. It's a swing (laughs) in temperatures back and forth. You know, it's like, and then they would do the same thing with the ice caps or the sea, like the sea is going to evaporate and disappear. The sea is going to flood Manhattan. Like it was like, no matter what yeah. it was, they came up with a different angle every single time. So they had switched it from global warming was everywhere to every bumper sticker switched over to climate change.
1: Yeah. And I don't know. Sometime this summer I saw something about the great barrier reef. You know, we've been told by the, by the media that it's, it's shrinking and shrinking and shrinking for, for, I don't know, a decade now or so. And, uh, lo and behold when you know it it's actually growing it's not shrinking (laughs) and that data comes directly from noah and nasa
0: it's like what i know because i I looked
1: it up yeah
0: Yeah. and then they're going to sit there and tell you it's dangerous that it's growing it's growing that's terrible (laughs) that's because of the climate change yeah (laughs) yeah and one of those scientists in the documentary
1: talked about the the big chunks of ice breaking off the icebergs he he's like This is totally normal. What are you talking about? This happens all the time.
0: That was the Japanese scientist. Yes. He was the Japanese scientist that was in charge of, uh, like he's the guy who, I think for Japan, he oversaw all this stuff and he basically was telling a documentarian or a journalist. And he was like, yeah, because he said before we would study this stuff over like you were just saying, uh, based on uh, measurements for the ice or whatever, over a period of time. And so we would see every spring it basically would melt a little. Well, now that we have 24-7 satellites monitoring this stuff, it becomes a news story every single day. Every time a drop of water comes off it, you say that they're melting. And, I mean, this was like the guy that was in charge of the whole thing, was saying that the media totally just uh, takes this stuff out of context and runs these fear campaigns with it.
1: That's what I love about that documentary. They're, these are not rinky dink little scientists stuck in a cubbyhole, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. These are the big-time scientists that work in the in the field. I mean, they're like the top of the top experts. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, this is all bullshit.
0: Yeah, and there there was what the one guy they kept going back and forth with in the documentary. He was an older guy with uh like white hair, kind of a heavy set guy in his 80s. Yeah. I think that guy originally i'm not mistaken he originally wrote one of the original like climate reports or something and then eventually years later came out and said like they were wrong or they misread everything and and then he turned out to be a guy fighting against the climate hoax yep so i mean it was it was really fascinating i think people should watch it if they want to understand this uh this scam all right so now up on the screen we have a chart here (laughs) this this is temperature and co2 Right. And so what
1: this is showing is that temperature rises and then CO2 rises, temperature falls and then CO2 falls. And there's, I can't, I think it was the Japanese scientist that talked about this too in there. There's an 800 year lag because to increase the temperature, the oceans are so big to increase the surface temp- temperature takes hundreds of years. Hundreds of years, not 10 years, hundreds of years. And again, it's it's interesting to see that, yeah, okay, temperature goes up, then CO2 goes up. Temperature goes down, then CO2 goes down. But the media and the elites and you know the Bank of International Settlements, the UN, everybody tells us it's the other way around. And I don't know how many scientists said it's the exact opposite of what they're telling us. Three, four in that documentary?
0: Oh, yeah, what? yeah. Yeah, it I mean, again, it was, it was uh, definitely fascinating. And for those of the people, Jim, uh, I, oh, I forgot to do this. I was going Sometimes I forget. You know, certain people are just jumping into this stuff now and they want to understand it. So the whole entire system that these guys, the the basically the climate hustle crew, are operating on is CO two carbon dioxide. So let let's just explain that quick for anyone who just is starting to try to figure this out or understand it.
1: CO2. So we inhale oxygen and we exhale CO2. Plants inhale CO2 and exhale oxygen. Um, But you also have CO2 evaporate out of the oceans, you know, during the day when the sun is shining on the water. um, Volcanoes, when they erupt and they emit ash into the atmosphere, there's tons of CO2 and sulfur and lots of other, you know, heavy metals but all that gets released into the atmosphere. Um, And I'm doing the best I can. I'm not a scientist. You know, it it is a greenhouse gas, but so is water, water vapor.
0: Mm -hmm. No, definitely. Yeah, no, no, no. That's why I just wanted to put that out there because this is what is going to become the basis for the carbon credits that are assigned to you. Right, to you as an individual. So instead of uh, basing it like the Technocracy Inc. stuff on the energy credits, what they're going to... And this is funny because a lot of us joked about this stuff 15 20 years ago we said eventually they're going to just tax the air that you breathe no they took that and they flipped it around they're going to tax what you exhale that's that's the eventual goal instead of tax, they say air is free oxygen is free you could breathe in as much as you want unless we make just you wear a mask breath. yeah it's like unless unless we Yeah, unless we make you wear a mask, you're not allowed to breathe in any of it. But no, you're allowed to breathe in as much as you want, but you're not allowed to exhale. And this is why I've made the point, too, on this show, uh, because people like to talk about depopulation. I said, listen, when you watch that speech by Bill Gates that we just talked about from 2010 at TED Talks, and he's got the formula for innovating to zero carbon, when you have... Uh, Yuval Noah Harari up there with his formulas on a on a on a how to uh, hack humans I said these guys know at the end of the day how many humans they actually have to have alive on the planet for the ecosystem to actually operate for us to basically be filters for them, breathing in and then exhaling, they know the formula on this, they know the formula on everything, that's why if people want to figure out if they're really going to depopulate why they're going to need some people around that all fits into the equation I mean, these guys are not stupid, man. You go back the Technocracy Inc. stuff I was reviewing yesterday, one of the original documents, Introduction to Technocracy, written in 1933, and this was like five different scientists work on this. You read all their... Dude, they had everything figured out. How much energy is released here, how much this is released here, how much this is released here, but what they take out is any sort of like individualism, any kind of liberty, any kind of freedom. They want to base the whole system on science. And again, with this... There's going to be people at the top that are profiting from this, people along the way that are profiting from it. But in the end, it's a big, giant control system. Right. All right. right, So now now we've got a graph up here. This is world temperature for the last 120 years.
1: Yeah. And this shows, again, the post-war economic boom after uh, World War, well, 1940. so, So 1940 and 1975, what happened to the Earth's temperature? It dropped. It didn't, go, it didn't go up. It went down. <laughs> and supposedly, you know, that's when all the bad, uh, you know, we, were, we had coal-fired power plants back then, not nuclear and natural gas, right? Nuclear came a little bit later. And then it goes up after 1975 when we started decommissioning coal-fired power plants and using natural gas and, and, uh, and nuclear, um, just to put it in one industry's context. It, it's, it makes no sense based on what the media
0: is telling us. It would be the opposite. No. And and what's fascinating about this is that these guys, like the industrialists, the same ones around today, they're willing to take, let's say, the industrial boom, you know, what they ended up creating, and then blaming that for... This climate change that they're talking about, which isn't real, but you see, that's all part of the marketing. They're willing to take the slings and the arrows in the short term because of what they're going to get out of it in the end, which is yeah, you where, know full blown technocracy. Where did
1: technocracy. This chart come from, Dustin? See the bottom right hand corner. Where did this chart come from?
0: Oh, that's from your buddies over there at Werner von Braun's NASA.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Again, it's not you know me in a basement creating this. It came from NASA.
0: Well, this is what this is why I love to use these kind of charts and articles and white papers on my show because I tell the audience what you're looking at could be fake news, but I'm not the one who generated it. Like, like right. there's an official narrative that comes out of the government. So when the government releases a bunch of uh, papers and they declassify them coming out of MKUltra or Operation Paperclip. I mean, maybe they're all fabricated that never existed, but it's the narrative we're supposed to believe. And so when you look at this stuff and you say, well, geez, even on the official narrative, that is horrible. It's the same with this. I mean, they're the ones supplying the graphs that let you sit here, break them down, analyze them, and show that they're lying. I mean, you didn't create that graph in your backyard you know, by yourself using some uh, homemade equipment. This is nasa's own work.
1: Yeah. All right. And the chart we're looking at now is the temperature of the earth going back 10,000 years, so it shows the ice age and uh it shows the little ice age and it shows now. And basically the temperature was, you know, I don't know, 10, 11, 12,000 years ago was really low compared to now. And then it got a little warmer 6,000 years ago, and then a little cooler 4,000 years ago, then a little warmer 2,000 years ago. And now we're a little cooler than the average over this 10,000 years, uh, even though we're supposed to be, like, burning up in the next, you know, 20 years, according to the WEF and, and the UN.
0: Yeah, and this comes from IPCC, which you're going to um, get into. Yep. The,
1: one, right, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, it is a UN subsidiary, basically. All right, uh, and then all right, so this- the next chart here is uh, the sun and the temperature for the 20th century. So uh, the 1900s, right? You've got CO2 and you've got temperature. And again, folks, CO2, uh, it's tracking the, the, the sun is an orange line and it's got, uh, you know, it goes up and then it goes down and then it goes back up. And so does the temperature and it tracks all those others, you know, solar activity charts. They're identical. It's all, the the CO2 and the temperature are driven by the sun, not you using a combustible engine car.
0: Yeah, and the other thing I just, this is just kind of a common sense thing I want to point out where, I mean, you you could probably name a million examples, but the earth is and Mother Nature are fascinating. So I I know this guy, I went out and saw his piece of property. He's got 40 acres in West Virginia because we're starting to look at some properties. And so this guy was showing me this whole wooded area on his farm. The rest of it's plowed, and it was a GMO wheat field that he's now trying to uh, restore and turn it into an organic uh, gardening. And so we're walking through these woods. And he goes, you want to hear something interesting? He goes, I bought this original piece of property 20 years ago, and this was a plowed farm. We wanted some woods here. And so he goes, I had, he had some guy, some scientists come out. And the guy told them, look, just don't do anything. This thing, 20 years later, it looks like a forest that has been there forever. I mean, it's insane wow. how fast mother nature will restore itself and come back. So, wow. th- I mean, that's what's really fascinating about this. Um, that's why p- part of these scientists and engineers, that they play God with humanity through transhumanism. They're trying to control everything through their prison planet technology, but they're always up against Mother Nature. You know, when they're out there geoengineering and uh, cloud seeding and trying to do this stuff, they're always up against, like, the magic of Mother Nature. Just like with humans, I think part of the thing that they've been doing um, – you know, trying to build robots and artificial intelligence, the piece that they're always missing is the soul. That's like something they can't figure out. They're like, we can't figure this part out. Every single time they get jammed up with it. So a lot of this stuff with all the rigging of the system, at the end of the day, they're always up against Mother Nature correcting itself, too. That's why when you look at the charts, you go, well, wait a second. With everything we do and all the pollution we do, it always seems to correct itself at the end of the day. But these guys like yeah. to pretend they're gods, and they have total control over everything. It's like uh, it's no different with uh, the pharmaceutical industry,
1: right? They, can, they, they, they poison people, and they kill people, and they maim people, and then they, they, they claim plausible deniability. Well, we did the best we could. We didn't know. We learned from it. We'll move on to the next one. It's the same thing here. When this thing doesn't work come 2050 on their deadline date, they can just say, well, one of two things. They can say we did our best. You know, we didn't. We don't. Mother Nature and climate is extremely complicated, so there's no way to totally figure it out. But we did the best we could. It didn't work. Or or it's going to be you humans didn't listen to us and you didn't obey and you didn't follow our rules. So this is why we're stuck where we are.
0: Yep, it's the whole it's the whole COVID land, the high school theater production thing. I mean, that, <laughs> Mike went nuts the other day. I think Maria went on there yesterday from that left wing uh, author. I forget what um, publication she oh, came University, out.
1: yeah, whatever. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. She's backed by Peter Thiel, by the way, in part for her uh, data, her surprise, COVID surprise. school data collection system. And so, yeah, she comes out there now for whatever. It all has a purpose. This isn't or for real. Us. Forgive yeah. us. we didn't know but the, the best the best part about it is at the end it says for if she's talking to a left-wing generally let's say caucasian female audience that reads that what does it say at the end it basically says listen put your kids back in the school and get them jabbed up with more vaccines i mean that's was her conclusion at the end of the piece it was like look it we were wrong on this
1: right
0: peter thiel <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, it says her program. You go on there, and it's funded in part by him and the Koch brothers. By the way, who are yeah. and probably Pfizer. responsible for a lot of the real <laughs> pollution. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so Pfizer. now, yeah. all right. So now you want to jump over to the uh, IPC, IPCC uh, PDFs and explain this yeah, stuff. Well, let's go to the scheme. or yeah. The, we'll do the IPCC, so people just know who they are. Or, or do you yeah. want to do the scheme first with the diagram?
1: Now we'll, we'll do the IPCC first uh, because uh, that's part of the scheme.
0: Okay. So, so right now, folks, just so you know, up on the screen, we have IPCC Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, Climate Change 2022 Mitigation of Climate Change Summary for Policymakers. And this is a 53-page PDF. I'm going to talk to the young bucks over at pain.tv slash gold and see if – They can put the links to this stuff up when they post the video, Uh, and this way you can have it. If not, just watch the video. We're scrolling through it on the screen. It just depends if you want to turn, you know, two- or three-hour lecture into an 18-hour research project for yourself. But uh, if you do, we'll try to make that stuff available. It might have taken me more than to go through all these documents in
1: 18 hours. It was, it was a long time.
0: You, but I'm saying they, they have the basis now <laughs> from this video. Then they could probably flip yeah. through everything in 18 hours for yourself. Uh, it's like me with technocracy. When you add it up, you go, oh my God, I've got like 6,000 hours into this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I highlighted all these documents. So if you just want to look at the highlights, you can. Ah, keep, keep scrolling. Uh, You tell me when we get to the important stuff. All right, we're scrolling through this, folks. We got summary for policymakers. Oh, here we go. We're starting to get (laughs) smiles. The first
1: uh, chapter, whatever, chapter A, introduction and what, Dustin? What's it say? Introduction and framing. Uh, I.E. marketing.